actually the music that's playing is I like it to be honest with you it's kind of groovy and it's kind of cool so um, so I'm gonna go on air and and do what I'm supposed to do the commitment that I made I'm gonna follow through with that and again I just thank you so much my Facebook family and friends you guys have been with me since the beginning. You know, some of you have left and some of you came back and some of you never left. Uh, but whatever the status is, from my heart to yours, I sincerely appreciate your support. Uh, and please don't stop now. So let's get ready so we can go live. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing it. That bass is funky. How about that? Uh, are there any other jazz lovers out there besides myself? I am Rochelle Wilson tuning in here at WHGE. I thank you, my WHGE 95.3 FM family. So glad to be in your presence once again. I made the commitment to be here, and I am here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. so that I might be able to motivate you and perhaps uplift you in some way that will make your day just a little bit better. So uh, that's what Rochelle Wilson wants to do for Make Some Intelligent Noise. I definitely have some information to share with you today, uh, and I realize that I'm actually early. Why am I here at TT's time? This is the time slot, typically, where Big Deezy would come in. Uh, you know what it is, right? Like, that's his thing, and this is actually his show hour. But let's put our prayers up. Uh, and send out that loving and positive energy for TT. The only reason, the only reason that he is missing on his presence with you today is because he has been in the hospital. He is now home recovering from building back better. And so we pray him well and a speedy recovery uh, and certainly lifted and joyful spirits in his time that he is recuperating and rebuilding. We love you, Timeless Thomas. We love you, Big DZ. You know what it is. Uh, so I'm here. I'm filling in just a few minutes early. Uh, certainly, he had invited me to uh, take his full hour, and I love him for that. But I didn't have uh, a guest for today. Otherwise, I would have accepted that offer. I did not have a blazing, bomb-diggity woman uh, to be here with me uh, so that we could spread some love and some sunshine upon you. And so I didn't want to waste his hour. I let you 
chime in to that really good funky jazz. Like Harmon Carey is the station manager and a connoisseur of jazz music and all things historical. And so you want to chime in, uh, chime in and listen with him every night. Uh, he starts at six o'clock PM right here at 95.3 FM. Also, do not sleep on uh, Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock because there you're going to catch the Open Eye Radio, Open Eye Radio with Pat uh, and Nosaroma. And the two of them together, they bring you their perspective from both intelligence and from the street and just telling you from a Pan-African uh, perspective exactly what it is, what it is. So you want to make sure you tune in for that on Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And uh, Rochelle Wilson at 1 o'clock from 1 until 2, but I'm here a few minutes early. And so what I wanted to do to get our session started off uh, was I was feeling kind of groovy, and I'm thinking perhaps maybe you'd like to feel a little groovy too. I want to send a special shout-out, uh, and hopefully I've done this absolutely right. I want to send a special shout-out to all my ladies, to all the Boston babes. You're doing your thing, ladies, all right? You're doing the damn thing. I applaud you and say, don't stop keep going. Every once in a while, life will throw us what might be considered as a curveball uh, or a scenario. And sometimes we may even ask, God, why is this my journey? And I believe every time we ask that question, we're going to get the same answer. When we ask God why, God is going to answer us, why not? Uh, you have been the chosen one to achieve the goals in that particular lane. So, you know, don't underestimate yourselves. You are powerful and divine women every single day, one foot in front of the other, whether it's high heels or boots. Okay, you got your swag on, you're doing your thing. I'm giving you a shout out for Woman's History Month. I thought last weekend was last uh, was the last weekend of that, and I know that it is not. So I found a, a song, uh, some music that really gets me feeling a great kind of spiritual energy. I want to try to share that with you. I do not believe that my Facebook audience, my friends and my family here on Facebook will be able to hear the music, but I'm going to try to do this. Uh, so that Facebook will allow them to hear it as well. So Facebook, I do not have the rights to this music, but please let my friends and family listen to it anyway and join in with the WHGE 95.3 FM family. Let's see if it works, ladies and gentlemen. We've got some construction going on across the street. Uh, the entire city of Wilmington, uh, no names are necessary to be mentioned, uh, but there's just folks in Wilmington, big folks with big pockets and big money who want to come over here to the east side, uh, pretty much destroying east side pride. 
They want to purchase up all the houses and buildings. They're fixing up anything abandoned or, uh, you know, you're back on your taxes a little bit. They're trying to purchase up the property here on the east side. They've already purchased up uh, a good portion uh, of Bennett Street, um, you know, and these areas we're here and then there's Kirkwood and we're on Pine and they are buying up this area so that they can renovate it. And then gentrification will be uh, the next move. You know, folks from other places uh, who, you know, work in the city of Wilmington, they want to live in the city of Wilmington rather than do the commute every day. And so the city of Wilmington believes that there's more money involved fixing up the east side and uh, renting or purchasing, buying it out to other folks uh, who are not natives to the east side. And, and I wouldn't normally have a problem with that, except that I have spoken with Lynn Faulkner uh, on, uh, you know, redlining and the purchasing of a home. And so I think it's very interesting that they want to come in and fix up the east side, renovate it, re-beautify it, uh, and, and let folks purchase houses here. I think that's great. Uh, but I don't think a lot of those folks may look like you and I. And I don't know what you look like exactly, but if you're not of, uh, of a beautiful melanated brown or golden hue, uh, if you're not a resident of the east side, predominantly that is what we have here. So what happens to all of the brown-hued people who are residents and have been residents here for years? Uh, that's probably a question that we would want to ask Councilwoman uh, Xanthia Oliver. She is definitely the councilwoman for here, for this side of Pine Street. And then the other side, uh, we would want to have a chit chat with uh, my friend and yours, Councilwoman Michelle Harley, to find out more information. What's going on with the reno renovations of the east side? What's going to happen to the properties once they are fixed up uh, and, and this neighborhood begins to blossom with beauty. What's going to happen to the brown and golden folk, golden folks? Will they be allowed to purchase housing here? Uh, what's the pricing going to be? You know, what is, what is, what is my credit score need to be, uh, to purchase a home here in the newly renovated East side and East side pride, uh, which I believe Pat Gibbs is going to be taking that, uh, I did that for a little while. I had so much fun doing it. Uh, really, really had a good time uh, interviewing folks and learning so much about the East Side and East Side Pride. Uh, and I believe that Pat, who is a connoisseur of history uh, here on the East Side because of his family ties, he's going to be picking that up. So you want to stay tuned. Uh, for WHGE, we're doing great things. We're doing big things, as Tigger might say. And so we definitely want you to stay tuned in for that. Uh, apparently, I am not getting the internet service that I so feel like I deserve. Uh, for some reason, my device is not picking up on the internet. And I really want to hear this song. I really want you to hear this song. Uh, it's just kind of an upbeat and funky thing that's going on. But uh, in the interim, I'll tell you this, because I think it is somewhat relative. Uh, many of us, is particularly my beautiful Boston babes and beautiful women, you know, we may have just slightly gained a pound or two in the last year of this COVID shenanigans. 
And so, you know, there might be an extra itch, and that's putting it nicely and diplomatically, there may be an extra itch uh, on the waistline. And so I just wanted to share with you that there is a way to get rid of that. If you're dealing with that extra itch right around the tummy section, I know that I have certainly uh, sat around during COVID uh, in front of a laptop computer. Again, the keyword was sitting, 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 and more sitting. Uh, we sat, many people did binge watching uh, their favorite programs, and that's fine. Whatever you did, if you got that extra little inch going on, uh, and that's me saying it with love, then I want to remind you of tested and tried, proven effective way to get rid of it. How many of you, if you are within the age range of, say, 40 uh, to 60, 65, then you will remember uh, the dance. There was a dance called The Twist. And I think if I'm not mistaken, my mind and the bubble in my head, I'm, I'm seeing Chubby Checker uh, in my mind that that is the person who initiated that dance. Uh, but uh, Little Richard, whoever it was, twist. And you can twist that inch away. I have been twisting every morning for just a few minutes, you know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. I will turn on my music, honey, and I will do my twist to get rid of that little extra itch. <laughs> and that's me putting it nicely uh, uh, right around that, that belly area. You know, now we ain't worried about the backside, okay? Because we know the backside, if it grew an extra inch, we're probably okay. Uh, uh, many men, particularly, uh, whoever, people can admire uh, a nice shapely backside, right? You know, like a big, a nice big booty. So, and uh, yeah, I'm strictly men, but I have no problem, no issue. I'm confident in myself as a woman to be able to compliment another woman's beauty. Like there's no issue in that for me. I can look at a woman and say, oh wow, she's gorgeous or she's fine or she's bossing or whatever. And I, I, I'm totally okay with that. So I do know that a round shapely backside, the bootay is always pleasurable to the eyes. So we don't want to lose any inches there, ladies. We want to tighten up and firm it. You know what I mean? But we want to get rid of that one inch on the front part. So let's remember that old dance, the twist. Let's twist again like we did last summer. Remember that? Okay. How many people remember that? Uh, you'd have to be, I suppose, in my age range uh, to really appreciate what I'm saying to you, but get in that mirror, turn on whatever music you want to hear and just start doing your twist to get rid of that little bit of belly fat. And remember to drink as much water as you possibly, possibly can. So I did bring in a little bit of information. We talked last week about the trauma-informed. Uh, I put a call and a plea out to please be more compassionate to our returning citizens. You know, they're, they're dealing with a whole 
re-entry, re-entrification. Like I just made that word up. I don't think it's a real word, but I just made it up. So the re-entrification of our returning citizens, we got to have some compassion for that. And in just a few minutes, I want to share something uh, that I'm reading. I'm reading it personally because I want to, you know, I want to be well informed about our trauma informed, uh, working on some projects with a nonprofit organization. Uh, we're doing really great and big things. Uh, I'm hoping to be able to announce that to you for your participation and your support in the next couple of weeks. I'm really excited about it. And I'll even go as far as saying, uh, if there are any licensed, licensed, uh, clinical social workers out there in the world, within the sound of my voice, I am asking you to please reach out to me. Uh, I would love to hear from you and engage you in a good, healthy conversation. Please, any licensed counselors, counselors, uh, social workers, that is very, very important uh, that I speak with you. Uh, so if you know of anyone, maybe you're not a, a licensed counselor, but you know someone who's really good uh, at it, then maybe you could possibly share that information, pass the word along, that make some intelligent noise. Rochelle Wilson is looking to chit-chat with any professional licensed counselors uh, in social work. And uh, this is a really big opportunity for any black or brown or golden man. If you are a man, professional man, and a licensed counselor uh, in social work, I really, really, really want to hear from you, okay? So uh, give me a call and, and let's chat about it. You can always find me uh, on my Facebook page on Messenger. That's a great way to reach out to me. I do check them. I do my best to respond. Uh, I get some great things that come in through Messenger, some really great folks uh, always send me good information and I take from it what I can use, what is applicable at the time. So, but I do check my messages. Uh, it pings on my phone, ping, you know, every time I get a message uh, from Facebook Messenger. So please reach out if you know a male, golden uh, or brown male uh, licensed professional counselor. Okay. And I do have some information here that I wanted to share with you just because I'm reading it and I found it to be like pretty fabulous, honestly. And with so many black, brown, and golden people and, and not even just black, brown, and golden. At this point, it is all about an economical status. Whatever your economical status is, uh, you know, the closer we get to the curb, with that uh, versus the sky, the closer we get to the curb in our economical status, uh, the more likely we are to have a story about an incarcerated loved one or an incarcerated uh, experience, uh, justice impact of our own. So many of us will be able to tell a story about that. Uh, and I'm telling you, I know it's a fact. I've read up on it. I'm listening to the professionals. And I truly believe in my heart that they are telling the truth. The information is real. Anyone that spends more than one year in a prison, uh, maybe even one year is acceptable. But the, the facts are one year or more in an incarcerated scenario in a prison they become trauma-informed. 
And I know that, uh, you know, I can certainly relate to that on so many different levels. I know that I have friends and family who can relate to that on so many different levels. I am not the only one. You were out there. You may have had that experience. And so you can relate to what's going on. So if you can relate to that, then you have to be able to relate to the information of being trauma-informed. And how do you heal from that? How do I get well? Or do I just keep walking around for the rest of my life uh, fudged up? You know what I mean? Like just continue to be trauma-informed because of this one or two uh, traumatic experiences, or maybe it was a TBI, traumatic brain uh, experience, uh, you know, it's uh, um, incident. And so the point that I'm making, if you are someone you love, and it doesn't have to necessarily be associated with incarceration, we have all kinds of traumas, and a prison was never, ever in that uh, scenario, but yet the trauma existed. We've got domestic violence, okay? People haven't been in jail necessarily, maybe some have, maybe some haven't, but they've been trauma-informed. They've been traumatized by an experience that was so emotionally overwhelming and they had absolutely no control over the outcome of the situation. That's traumatizing. Surely you can relate to that. That is traumatizing. And if that is the case and you can relate to that, then I do think it's important that you have the information I do think it's important uh, for me to tell you what I've learned, uh, that maybe one or two words that I say would actually make a difference in how you think, how you process the bubble on your head, how you do the processing of your thinking process. Because I assure you, even the word, uh, for those of us who have ever read the Bible, the word tells us, so is a man thinketh, Right? Finish the sentence. Come on, you finish the sentence. So as a man thinketh, so shall it be unto him. So if you think gloom and doom and the worst is coming and, uh, you know, life just sucks all the time, well, you're inviting that energy and you're manifesting it in, in your presence. So let's try to get away from the trauma and the negative downward spiraling downward thinking Let's learn some information that's going to help us to heal. And yes, I include myself in that. I could go through numerous different occasions and events in my life that have traumatized me. So I can relate to you. I can relate to you. I can relate to you. Trauma. And it is not racist. It is not prejudice. Trauma can inform anyone, any age, any sex, sexual preference, any nationality, any color of your skin. Yes, trauma is unbiased, unprejudiced. It will attack whoever is open and vulnerable to it to, for that lesson, for that journey. Because being trauma-informed is a journey. It is a journey through the recesses of your mind and the thought processes of your mind. Perhaps something happened to you as a small child. Maybe you saw something that was really horrific 
to see. Or maybe you experienced something as a child. How many of our children today have experiences inside of the home with the people they are supposed to be able to trust because they love them and yet they are having horrific, traumatic experiences. And even for the parent of those children, if it is the loving parent who really genuinely and sincerely loves their children uh, in a non-hurtful or harmful way, if the, if the parent is not the, the predicator of uh, or the, uh, you know, if they are not causing the hurt, the hurt and the pain, but they are truly loving their children to the best of their ability, then even the parent is going to feel the pain of their child who has been trauma informed. And the word I was trying to say earlier was predator. Sometimes my brain moves faster than my mouth can get the words out, okay? Uh, but I'll tell you, being a journalist is a journey, and it is a job, and it is one that I love to do uh, in hopes that I can motivate and inspire and educate someone uh, to just be a little better and a part of the change, the change that has to happen that has to happen on every level in all of the systems here in America that affect and break the families. If it is a system that is breaking families generationally, then they, the systems, they, those systems must be broken. And it is only we the people unified together that must stand up and advocate for that change. If we don't stand up and we don't do it, guess what? I don't have a lot of faith outside of a mustard seed that it will change. So you got to stand up, folks. To all of my 95.3 FM family and friends, I am your radio personality, your journalist, your informationer, your motivator, your spiritual uh, enlightenment. I am your favorite radio personality. Now that would be from the energy of Timeless Thomas. I never, uh, you know, allow myself to get too far outside of my ego uh, to say things like that. But you know what? When I think about TT and the conversations that we have, uh, Big Deezy, you know what it is. You know, the confidence, it seems to just, it just seems to appear and rise from a place that is deep within me, much like the Phoenix uh, or the Sphinx you know, um, that will rise from the ashes. And so in that level of confidence, every now and then I gotta let my ego out. And so I'm just gonna let that ego fly. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your favorite radio personality here at WHGE 95.3 FM. I am sending you so much love and respect. 
Thank you for being a part of the family. Thank you for listening. Please continue to share with your family and friends uh, all across the entire city of Wilmington and certainly even beyond because we are growing exponentially. WHGE has some great things that are coming your way. Uh, so we want you to stay with us. We need you to grow with us. Keep those analytics coming in that you are listening and paying attention. We love you, whether you're at home with the radio or perhaps you're in your car uh, or maybe you're just listening on the podcast. We thank you. We love you. And we appreciate you. Uh, sidebar, I just had to get that in and let you know. And that's for all of the journalists here. We all appreciate you and we respect you and admire you for being a part of the 95.3 FM family. And so uh, if I could just share something with you uh, that I sort of ran across uh, in my studies and my knowledge and in my reading, I'll just take one minute of your time if you will allow me to make one small point uh, something that I read that I thought was really, really, really uh, interesting. And it's just kind of the first two or three sentences. Um, it says, for children without adequate parental and other supports, exposure to early and ongoing traumatic stress has profound effects on brain development, including, including, alterations in brain size and structure, difficulty with learning and memory and diminished self-regulation and coping skills. Did you hear what I said? Children without adequate parental and other supports, exposure to early and ongoing, early and ongoing stress has a profound effect on the development of their brain, including the alteration in the brain size and the brain structures. Difficulties with learning, difficulties with memory, and difficulty uh, with diminished self-regulation and coping skills, self-regulation, the ability to regulate your behaviors and your actions, the actions that you will uh, proceed. Ladies and gentlemen, you gotta understand, we can sit at the coffee table and we can chit chat all day long about today's youth are just killing uh, and shooting and uh, becoming incarcerated people. And it's not just black, brown, and golden. I'm watching the news and I see that my, you know, uh, you know, my, my, my white children. Yes, it is now beginning to affect them. All the shooting and the, I don't know if it's gangs, you know, uh, when I speak with brother John Muhammad of Mosque 35, uh, you know, I, I talked to him about gangs and gang violence. And from what I can learn and understand is kids join gangs because they're not getting the love or affection or support that they need at home. They're not getting it at home. So they're turning 
to other kids who were not getting it at home and they're forming the gang or they're joining gangs that have already been formulated. And there you go. We've got another young person or who could be a great scientist or astronomist or lawyer or doctor or alchemist uh, who is now in a gang carrying a gun and doing whatever it is that gangs do, right? And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, how do we stop it? It starts in every household. Now, you know, if I had the power and authority of almighty divine where I could go in every single house and I could fix it, whatever the trauma is, I could just alleviate that, uh, dismantle that and fix it. If I were almighty divine God, I would, but I'm not. And so I can't uh, go into every home and fix every problem. But you, you are living in some of those homes or you know people who are living in traumatized uh, housing homes and situations. Children, when we wonder why our babies are black, brown, and golden and non-melanated babies, our rosy-skinned babies are shooting and killing and doing these things, you know? Our rosy babies still are, let, they're letting their pants sag and droop and, you know, they're repping flags and, uh, you know, they're doing all kinds of, of things. They're doing all kinds of things. Now, do they come from a different economical and social background than perhaps my Silesianum youth or my, you know, uh, Ursula group of youth? Most likely they do. The rosy children that I'm talking about that are dropping them pants and doing whatever these young people are doing today, uh, they're living right here in our community. And so they're growing up with us. They're repping our culture because that's what they identify with. And that's all right, too. That's all right. We're not going to be mad about that. What I'm saying is when we start pointing fingers and saying, oh, honey, the youth of today. When we start doing that, oh, honey, the youth of today, they a whole hot mess. Yeah. Strong possibility that they really are a whole hot mess. But I want you to look back at yourself. As you make that statement, I want you to look at yourself and ask yourself. The same time that you're saying, oh, honey, our youth of the day is a whole hot mess. I want you to ask yourself, but what have I done to fix the problem? What have I done to make it a little bit better? For the kid, the neighbor down the street that I know is a traumatized house. I know it's traumatizing, uh, but I mind my own business and I don't get involved and whatever else it is that you say to yourself. But have you said a kind word? Have you said a kind word uh, or a word of encouragement to a young child lately that wasn't your own? Uh, maybe even to your own. That's very helpful to say it to your own child. But you're a part of the solution when you begin to say kind and encouraging and, and, and uplifting and supportive words to children that are not yours. You did not birth them, but they are still our, they are our babies. 
ours as our common unity. These are our children, ladies and gentlemen. These are our children. So let's remember that the traumatized house that is producing children, uh, it is diminishing the size and the structure of their brain. It is diminishing their self-regulation and coping skills. Okay, it, it, it has so many damaging effects. Because what do children who have no self-regulation, no coping skills, a diminished size and structure of the brain uh, and, and its functions, what does a person like that, a child like that, how do they live and how do they grow up? And what do they grow up to become? I'm always praying success stories. We can look historically and see many, many success stories of people who were traumatized in one way or another. Something awful, a, an event took place in their lives and they were traumatized and they rose, you know, you keep going. You rise above it, as Maya Angelou would say, and still I arise. And still I arise. Shout out to all those phenomenal women, by the way. Again, another sidebar. Uh, shout out to all of those phenomenal women who are within the sound of my voice. Uh, if you're listening to me right now, I'm giving you a shout out for just being a phenomenal woman. Phenomenal woman, you are. And don't you let anybody tell you any different or take that away from you. But I got to ask you, beautiful and phenomenal women, when is the last time that you reached out to that traumatized household and offered them a piece of your, you know, bake them a lasagna or, or a, you know, bake them a cake, some mac and cheese, anything, some chicken, fried chicken. You're making me hungry. <laughs> some collard greens, right? Some candied yams. When is the last time that you've extended your hand of love and friendship and healing to the house that is traumatized? To the children coming out of the house who are traumatized and they're ripping and running the streets and they might be cutting a fool and maybe you saw them cut a fool and maybe they were disrespectful. Maybe they just came out of their mouth in a way that you and I would have never spoken to our elders. But they came right out of their mouth with some bullshit, Naki, and you want to smack the crap out of them, knock them upside a, a, a brick wall. I'm asking you to turn that around. Because you'll smack them even harder if you give them some love and some macaroni and cheese and a piece of chicken, right? Or a nice fish sandwich. So I think the point I'm making is pretty self-explanatory. I don't want to be redundant. Uh, and sometimes I do that as a former high school substitute teacher. You know, when you're talking to children, you do have to repeat yourself in different ways. Uh, but now I'm speaking to an adult, mature audience, and I don't have to do that. Although some of us are a little speedier than others in our mental processing. So I want to be clear about the things that I say. I want to be supportive to you. For those of you that are reaching out, that are doing their best uh, to look out for the kids in the neighborhood, even if they're running amok. Because those are the ones, ladies and gentlemen, 
they're the ones that need us the most. They need us more than the kid who's going to school every day in the library right after school and they're doing research papers uh, or they're tinkling around learning a trade of carpentry and cars and uh, welding and, and, and the list just goes on. You know, yes, all of our babies need it. But the kids who were doing all of those wonderful things and becoming NBA stars and, and, and football legends and, you know, they're growing up and, and to their purpose. God bless them. Let's continue to love them. But can we please identify, according to the paper, what the effects of a traumatized child produces? What are the effects of a traumatized child? What does it produce? The paper says none of the results are good. None of the results are good, ladies and gentlemen. And if it's ever going to change, I will not put it on my elected officials to come down here in the neighborhoods and go into every house and fix every problem to be the solution to uh, traumatize households. That is not their job. It is your job. It is my job for everything that we can do to reach out and save our children. Now, some of them may be so far gone, it's, you know, it seems like it's impossible. But I believe in a divine spiritual being that's so much bigger than me that all the ones, the children that I don't reach, that divine something, the hand of that will reach them. It has the power and authority to do that. Somebody, if it's the will of that greater than myself to reach that child, then God will put somebody in that child's life to reach them. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. So since I can't be God and I will not put that on my elected officials to do that, I put it on you and me. It's our job. And I do what I can in my neck of the woods, in on my neighborhood with the kids uh, doing their thing right in my neighborhood. I never, never miss an opportunity to speak to them. Hey, baby, how y'all doing today? What you up to? I don't want no mess out you. And they all respond, hey, Miss Rochelle. Oh, I know Miss Rochelle. That's love. And it might be just that, but should the situation ever arise where that child really, really needs my help or somebody's help, perhaps I would be the person they would trust to come to. And the kids in your neighborhood will trust you too if you show them some love. Even the ones that are the most interestingly challenged because they're dealing with trauma-informed productions. They may have a different brain structure. They may have a smaller brain. They may have difficulties processing information and cognitive skills. Some people label it as attention deficit disorder. 
And although that is something very real, uh, you know, in the late 90s, it seemed like every little black and brown and golden child I ran into, their parent was telling me that their child had been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. So it can't be all of us now. Somebody is making a mistake. All little black, brown, and golden boys and girls have ADHD. No, come on. Come on. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real and raw. So we're not going to go down that road. We know that there are trauma-informed youth amongst us. Their brain is underdeveloped. The brain doesn't even develop anyway until they're what, 25 25 is when your brain is pretty much fully developed as much as I think it's going to be uh, until scientists tell me something different. 25 and that's it. Like you're developed, you're mature, and you should know right from wrong by now. And by age 25, you should know right from wrong and, and appropriate and inappropriate behaviors. But up until that point, your brain is still developing. And when you have a child that has been trauma-informed, it's like they've already been dealt, uh, you know, a dirty hand because the brain is smaller, different size and structure. And some kids, we can look at their shape of their heads and see that the sh that their structure of their brain is a different developmental uh, stages than a child different. We can look at some of the heads, the shape of the head or some of our babies running around today. Just look at their heads and you can see that something is different. And that doesn't mean love them any less. That simply is a red flag for us to recognize this may be a candidate for more love, for more encouragement, for more of a, of, of a push to keep going and don't give up. And to do better and be your best self and fulfill your purpose and have the faith of a mustard seed that you are greater than your worst sin. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to preach to you. I'm simply trying to share with you that I have compassion for all of us that understand that or that have dealt with that or can relate to that. I, Rochelle Wilson, I have compassion and I want to see you do better. I want you to feel better and be better and live better. I do. I want that for you. And prayerfully, prayerfully, you want that for me too. You want the very best for me from your heart to mine and from my heart to yours. So I'm sharing this information. I'm reading it. Uh, I find it fascinating. Of course, it's, you know, it's got to be every bit of I think we might have 50 pages here of information and I think, no, I'm sorry, 35. We've got 35 pages of information on being trauma-informed, uh, a comprehensive approach to trauma intervention. So this kind of helps me understand how to intervene. Pardon me, when I see that, uh, that I'm in the presence of someone who is trauma informed, especially the young children. Because uh, again, you know, I haven't given up on all of us uh, over the age of 25 and 30, 
but I do have a very strong focus on our young people because they're the next generation and they are not lost. Uh, they do need our guidance. They do need our love. They do need our wisdom. They need our encouragement, our support, and that macaroni and cheese and some chicken and, and, and a piece of pie and some cake sometimes. Like, feed them. It's hard to concentrate uh, on being your best self when your belly is growling because you're hungry. Hungry children is unacceptable, especially here in America. Come on now. The food that we throw away every single dinner night, it goes straight into the garbage. And that is a waste of food and nutrition for our babies. And instead, they're drinking little blue juices that are so full of dye and chemicals. It's no wonder on top of the trauma informed, they're drinking all these chemicals and all this other nonsense. How can their brains develop healthy and well? But they're eating Doritos and potato chips for dinner because that's what's in their family. Some families are that way. Not all. Many of us do provide our children with good, healthy nutrition. We love them. We hug them. We encourage them and we support them daily. Many of us do that. But there's some that do not. And we got to get to a place where we are all as a common unity, community, common unity, where we are hugging and loving on each other's children in a healthy way. No pedophilia allowed. Pedophiles, I apologize, but baby, y'all got to stay away because you just might get hurt if you come around any of the, my babies. And all of them are my babies. Every child, every face of the, every child I run into is one of my babies. I love them because they're tomorrow's future. They are tomorrow's future today, right? So we got to invest in them, um, recognize their traumas, give them hugs and loves, no matter how uh, run amok we may think they are or how disrespectful they may have been. That is only coming from their own place of hurt and woundedness in their spirit and if you're one of those people who follow the Quran, the Holy Quran and the Holy Bible, if you're one of those people who believes in um, Buddhism, then you have got to know you've taken an oath with that commitment. You've taken an oath to, to let love, love be your number one expression, right? Because that's, that's what those books and those ways of life tell us that love has to be our number one expression. Otherwise, we're not doing it right. Otherwise, we're not doing it right. So with that, uh, I am so disappointed. I could not find my song. I wanted to play an amazing song for all of the amazing, phenomenal women uh, in America and all over the world, but especially right here in our little teeny state, uh, the first state, uh, Delaware, you know, uh, the sign says a place to be somebody. Well, we won't get into that today, but to all of my phenomenal women right here in the state of Delaware, the names uh, could just go forever and ever. There's so many of you. Uh, and I'm thinking of people right now in my head, uh, personal friends and loved ones. You know, I got to give a shout out. Uh, first and foremost, let me say to a queen. She's an absolute queen. Uh, Ava Muhammad. I want to send a, a shout out of love for this woman sharing 
and imparting her wisdom, her knowledge, her experience, her research, her knowledge uh, onto the people. Thank you, Dr. Ava Muhammad. We appreciate you so much for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us because you're making us better women. And we appreciate you for that. We don't have to be a Muslim woman in order to listen to the words uh, of a phenomenal woman like Dr. Ava Muhammad. Uh, and, and what may come to, as a shock to some of you, uh, but is absolutely not a shock to me, is, you know, I got to give a shout out to Dr. Bethany Hall Long, um, who was instrumental and is instrumental in making sure that commutations and paroles uh, or pardons rather, uh, because I believe they've done away with parole. So we've got pardons and we've got commutations. Uh, check me on that qualified. Make sure that I'm absolutely accurate in telling you the truth. Do the research, please, uh, and find out. But she brings a level of fairness and equality to these boards of commutation, uh, and we need her to do that. She is a mother. She recognizes that many of the people that stand in front of uh, these commutation and, 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 and probation boards and pardon boards, they are the children of somebody who loves them. They are the children of somebody who loves them. And maybe they made a horrible and terrible mistake, but let him without sin be the first to cast the first stone who doesn't deserve a second chance? Uh, I don't know, maybe Jeffrey Dahmer. Let's not give Jeffrey Dahmer any more opportunities to be Jeffrey Dahmer, right? But outside of that, even the word tells us that people deserve a second chance, maybe a third chance, seven chances. I don't really know. You tell me. You tell me how many chances does a person deserve. If they make a bad mistake, and then they get themselves together. They don't do it anymore. How long do you need them to suffer and pay the price on that? At what point do you say forgiveness is cool? Let's do that and let people go. Well, I got to say, uh, since I've had the good fortune of sitting in the company of Dr. Bethany Hall Long, she's the lieutenant governor for the state of Delaware, uh, and having an opportunity to sit in her company both on camera and in front of the mics, but also behind the camera and when the mics were turned off and just to be able to connect with her woman to woman, mother to mother, activist to activist in her way to the best of her ability. She does what she's able to do to make sure that these boards, commutation and, and pardon boards are seen with the light of fairness and equality for all the people that stand before them or submit those papers. She, she does what she can do. There are some things politically, when your hands are tied behind your back, there are some things you just can't do. But you do what you can do. You do your part. And the rest, I guess that's where that faith of mustard seed, mustard seed of faith comes in. All right? So I'm giving a shout out to Dr. Bethany Hall Long, uh, for the work that she does to make sure that there's fair and impartial uh, boards so that people who have been incarcerated and are now ready to come home, really, really ready to come home, she is doing what she can to give them another chance. And I got to respect that. And today, with today's systems, you know, George Floyd changed it all. He made everybody wake up from their slumber 
their sleep, their mental sleep. He woke everyone up. He brought it to light. And so now people are aware. They are aware of all things uh, that George Floyd brought to the table. The death of George Floyd brought to the table. We'll never stop honoring him for his sacrifice of his life. Uh, and it wasn't done willingly. So a sacrifice is usually something you do willingly. Uh, it wasn't willing, but that was the journey that something divine uh, put him on. And so George Floyd changed the world. He changed the world. His death by Derek Chauvin changed the world. And so uh, getting right to the end of it all, this has been my time. I appreciate you. I admire you. I give you shout out to my Boston babes, all my Boston babes out there. I'm giving you a shout out because you're putting it down. You're doing the damn thing that you got to do every single day. I'm Rochelle Wilson. I love you. I adore you. Be sure to drink plenty of water. Uh, moving forward to help get rid of some of that belly fat, right? We got a little bit of belly fat going on from the COVID the last year, sitting around eating bonbons and watching our favorite shows. Uh, make sure you do the twist. You got to do the twist. All right. And drink plenty of water. I love you. God bless. Until we meet next Saturday, right here at one o'clock PM. Keep your uh, prayers up for TT, his total recovery as he builds rebuilds back better. I'm Rochelle Wilson, WHGE 95.3 FM. Make some intelligent noise, justice movement. Made it through another, another broadcast. Your support means a lot to me. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, so I'm just going to close up all of my podcasts.